0: uh how you doing this is Dwayne from the ninjas of another color podcast today is august 2nd uh please is your host uh rate us review us at spotify google wherever we get your podcast today we'll be talking about the atlanta braves uh sec movement and much more let's get to it
1: what do you say we go in uniform why not well what are we waiting for? Let's go! Let's go. go.
0: Oh 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 Yeah, let's go. Don't mind me. I went to the game on Sunday. And you know the results. So our first story is going to be the Atlanta Braves. They had this week uh, 17 17, uh, 18 games in 17 days. They had 4 with Philadelphia. 5 with the Mets. And 3 with the Brewers. uh, Possible playoff teams. They took out of three series uh, they made some deadline trades they revamped the outfield got back Duval, a guy from the Royals they got pitching so and right now starting catcher is gonna come back probably next week so this is gonna be a big push and the same thing happened on Sunday which is Hank Aaron day got a Bob ahead uh, you might want to check it out uh, they Couldn't score any runs yesterday. But I still think they're gonna actually make the playoffs. They're gonna win the East. Cause as I don't know if anybody knows, but Marcel Ozuna's felony case has been lessened to a misdemeanor. So if he's resuspended, it'll probably be like five to ten games instead of the ninety games or whatever. So he should be back hopefully September. If not. Uh the Cavalry is coming. Uh, Let's hit some highlights.
1: Adam Duval, welcome back to Atlanta. Jock Peterson moving to center field, a position that he's used to. Look at that, 414 times he's played center field. And Jorge Soler, hopefully he will electrify that outfield and we'll get some production and score a lot of runs. The Bulldozer, 6'7", 250,
2: coming right at people. So he goes to work, and we are underway with a fly ball hit to right. Soler on the run. He's in the middle of the warning track, and he Leaps up and makes the catch. So hadn't played much outfield. which you know at the baseball guys say? Here we go. You get the first ball in play. Well, there are one, two, three, inning, nine pitches. That's impressive. Here come the Braves against
3: Brandon Woodruff. The big woo, Brandon Woodruff. Yeah, just outstanding numbers. He leads the National League in earned run average. Second in all of baseball, only to Lance Lynn. The
2: one-two pitch and a swing and a miss. And there's are strikeout hey. the one for the big move. Another strikeout for Brandon Woodruff. Not messing around with all these strong Two up, two down. On the ground. Diving stop. And the pick for Escobar. We've talked about this team's work defensively. And another example right there. Okay, it's one off hit to the board with one away here in the second and that gets away as the runners will advance. I thought it might hit. Yeah it did hit him. You know, there was no reaction but now he did get hit in the foot so the is on and the bases are loaded. Coutinho the one-two on the ground. About a chance to get two but the throw is wide he's able to hold the bag a run will score. So here's the debut of Jorge Soler, former Cup, former Royal. Broken back also into shallow left center, and Jorge Soler debuts with a broken bad hit. Smoked, and in the right field. This guy keeps hitting, he's got to keep playing. This was Owen 2 with Lance Lynn, got him, on 2 now, and it's time to the breaking ball, Rolling over. Woo-hoo. Great pitch right there by Muller to get wrong. This is Adamas down on strikes, so and Muller's gone into more of an attack mode here in this third inning. Strike three, just struck out the side. Look at Muller. Comes a one-two, change-up right back to Winnie. Side retired. Nice clean inning for Brandon Woodruff. And at this, So the Brewers have runners in first and second the pitch. Strike three for the batter. gets out of it. Riley at first with one out. And that's smoked to the left center field makes it. Riley around second. He's toward third. He's going to make it without a throw. Hit number 500 for Solaire who's two for two we flat out to right his first time up. Let's see what he can do here with first and third, one out in the fourth inning. That's why, game time. Back to back, back, to back hits for Atlanta. Dansby didn't wait. That's RBI number 51. Long anchor to first, the pitch. Popped him up. Right behind the plate. Oak throws the basket, staggers makes the play. Tom Miller is through five with a 1 1 game. Nice job, kid. off the Peterson turning. <laughs> lead with two out. On the ground, Riley vacuums that up, and he makes the peg to first. Jesse Chavez works around the walk and the air and preserves a tie. Home sixth coming up. Bansby may have been taking a step toward the Braves' dugout, and Manny Pena letting C.B. Buckner have it. Bad decision there by Bansby. Jamal's running. Pitch is hammered toward left center field. Came back. Turn. Wall breaks left. Instead of straight three, it's a two-run homer. And Pena and C.B. Buckner are still talking about
1: it. Buckner hits the velocity. 102 off the bat
2: up the middle but right into the shift Ozzy's got it and the inning is over little chop over the mound tough play funny spin Ozzy beats it up put it in play with two strikes as Freddie shoots one way, it's base hit Freeman's got his second hit hot shot and it runs. Skibar, first game at first base, can't hang on. And now Swanson, the seventh man to hit him the inning. Swing and a high fly ball down the left, and line. can keep it far at the pole, and hits the pole. And it's a grand slam What a great opportunity for Richard Rodriguez to debut for Atlanta. Double play ball. There's one. There's two. Welcome to Atlanta, Mr. Rodriguez. Two singles, but two for the price of one. Not a safe situation for Will Smith. And you might wonder why Brian Smith, why Brian Snicker is bringing Smith in in a game like this. He's pitched twice in 11 days. Jackie Bradley Jr., their final hope. And on the ground, Freddie's got it. Fair ball. He'll flip to Smith. Close play. God in that ball game eight
0: one Braves win Yep. They won the second game of the series but they lost the series yesterday 2 to 1. Uh like I said I still think they're going to win the the East cuz they have reinforcements coming. Yeah, the Mets made a trade to get buyers but we get Wasker Inoue, Ozuna, Ian Anderson and Travis darno with the revamped bullpen we won't blow leads like we used to and at the game yesterday TV doesn't do him any justice those guys are huge those are linebacker size guys while I was watching alright Dansby had a big night and there was a question online about is he a top top 5 shortstop in the major leagues I say top 10 because I can name 5 more uh, but if you want to chime in, you can reach us at uh, Ninja of Another Color, Gmail, IG, and we're on Twitter. This is Ninja of Another Color Podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, give us the, a good review so we can take over the world. Uh, and our next topic is the Snake Eyes movie. Um, it did bad in the theaters because they put it in the theaters. They should have released it on online uh... they rewrote the story check it out but it's a good free movie if you see it because i saw it on, on uh... can't say but I, how i saw it but i saw it <coughs> um, they rewrote the story spoiler alert yeah his dad was a spy i don't know how but hey if they're going to rewrite the G.I. Joe myth all universe uh, that's a good thing uh, the next thing we're going to talk about Transformers Kingdom came out five episodes uh, it was okay uh, mixed reviews they they did what they did the last time they tried to write three storylines at the same time which didn't make any sense but hey, whatever uh, it's on Netflix again, if you can see it for free, see it for free the diehards might not like it but the new generation will uh moving on flash the season finale i did not watch it so like i said i think the last next season is the last season give me more nor west allen i'll be good and uh this one is i think they jumped the shark but it's a uh, best bet that next season next season they will probably be the last season of, of flash, because they're doing the flash move and everything like that. Uh, but uh, I'll review it again because I gotta watch it. It just that it it jumped the shark, so I'm not really paying attention. All right, this is Ninjas of Another Color podcast. Uh, rate us, review us, give us five stars at Google, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast uh the next story is episode four of the bad batch this one is a good one this one was a a rescue mission because we had a cameo on this one they went to save um I think Gregor I think Gregor maybe Gregor might be wrong but it was a good one check it out
4: Wouldn't ask us for help if it wasn't urgent. We are in the middle of a job for Sid. No money means no food. Oh, yeah. Tex got a point. But,
3: but Rex's friend is in trouble. That's more important than getting paid.
4: We'll check things out. But uh, I don't like it. And the Kaminoans. We have our orders. Keep an eye on them until the time is right.
2: Your training will continue elsewhere. We'll
4: still be soldiers, won't we? that is what you were made for. I fear they will destroy us, rather than allow this operation to continue. Gather those essential. I will arrange for our departure. We're already too late. The clone was being hunted. And was dragged that way. This looks like some sort of military base. Not one that I'd ever heard of. We'd be going in blind without any reinforcements. You did that on Skako Minor when you rescued me. I'd still be trapped in that place if you hadn't. We have to try to get him out. Hey newbie, how about you be useful? Get me some food. Quiet, Gregor. That's Captain Trader. <laughs> Insubordinate plebe. The name's Gregor. Now let's move out. Defective Clones? <laughs> if you ask me, it's the ones who want to stay here, who are really defective. These are not Clone Troopers. as I've been trying to tell you. These are our replacements. If I'm the one who escaped here before... And you were captured after I made it out. I thought you said you trained these guys. I didn't teach them everything. That wouldn't be very smart, would it? What do you mean there are replacements? We clowns are soldiers of a republic that doesn't exist. These recruits come from all over the galaxy. They're not a skin, but there's an endless supply of them. Numbers out everything.
5: How can you be so relaxed? Should've heard from them by now. What if something
4: went wrong? This is nothing. I got blown up once and survived. I can survive this. I was sent here with other commandos. It turns out the Empire doesn't take too kindly to desertion. (laughs) On the tail gun. Donkey, we need you. Get the ship out of here. The odds of escape are not in your favor. Turn around. We have to go back for him. I don't need to come
1: back. Sorry, kid. Your chief scientist was gathering medical personnel to flee Camino. A
6: scientist I have use for. I'm afraid your services are no longer needed.
4: I figured you'd show up. I was helping for the whole squad, but you'll do.
0: up Crosshair and Hunter. This week was a uh, a rescue mission. I liked it. Gregor making a I guess a cameo and sets up for I guess him returning into the fold maybe. Maybe. I uh, got two more episodes until season one. I don't think I haven't seen anything say it's going to be renewed for a season two two yet oh I might be wrong but hopefully it gets a season two um I like that they they showed that Hunter is thinking like chess two steps ahead he probably didn't want to get captured but when he got captured he was betting that Crosshair will be there and he can talk him into coming back all right, next week, uh, episode 15, come back and check us out with my review. All right, the next story is Revelations. Um, I only watched it once, but like my last review was, the only problem I have with it is the musical score. The musical score sucks, but everybody's going on a rant over five episodes. It's five. And listening to, I guess, these people complain is like change is not good with them. Why is change not good with them? But I'm going to let you listen to one reviewer. Let's see what he says.
7: having Science? So I just got done finishing Masters of the Universe Revelation. Okay, so let me get this straight. So. First of all, I already know that the main problem with most fans, what we, the issues, is that we were led to believe it was gonna, it was gonna be like He Man's show, and that's not what we got. We got something that was appears to be mainly focused on Tila. Now, uh, they've killed four characters. Okay, so you have Moss Man dead then He-Man, then Orko, then Roboto, for the kill all he's off. He-Man gets killed twice, or at least out of commission. So they, rest- they put the sword back together, they restore Castle Greyskull. as soon as he's about to say, I have the power, Skeletor stabs him right through the back. So is he dead or is he not? I'm going to assume that he's not dead because in the afterlife, well first of all, in the afterlife, um, they told him there was no coming back, so if he died again, I don't know where he's going, but I've heard rumors that there's a huge fight between Skeletor and E-Man, that is going to come up later in the show. So, yeah. Um, I'm not cool with them killing Orko off like that. Like he just was able to realize his true potential in a way, and they they killed him. They killed Mossman off like like that in the beginning. and yeah, I think we could have did more with Roboto Like, I, I'm I'm one of those fans that. Look, when you kill a character, first of all, death is never needed as far as I'm concerned. I, I've had plenty of fun with plenty of stories and cartoons and stuff. Death is never needed to make something more enjoyable or impactful, as far as I'm concerned. Okay? Just like, um, uh, I had another point too death to me is never needed it isn't, it really isn't um, another thing is that um this anyway I can't remember the points that I wanted to make, I think, I think my thoughts are just running all over the place, but um I mean I think if people were told that this series was not really focused on He Man, uh, I, I think people they would have gone in suspecting something different. It's not a bad series; it's alright. Like if I was somebody that never knew who He Man was, never watched the other series, and just came into this, I'd be like, mm, okay, let's see what's going to happen. You know, like I would assume that he's going to come back and everything, but. I don't know, it's alright.
0: It's alright. Right. I'm not I'm not really impressed. Um, Skeletor I still keep hearing the Joker. Like it's it's throwing me off. I wish they had just brought back the original voice for Skeletor. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you guys asked me to give it a chance and I did I gave Dragon Ball Super a chance and I hate that series, okay? Um, yeah, so I'm willing to watch something all the way through, but... Um Hold on, Dragon Ball Super? What's wrong with this man? He's goddamn crazy, and I do agree. You hear Skeletor as the Joker more than Skeletor. Also, Kevin Conroy's yeah, Conroy is, as Batman, as Merman, you can hear it. Uh, but I don't agree with S- Super. Uh, he'll be all right. The only reason why I'm willing to watch more of this, literally
7: the only reason, is because I do think that he's still going to be alive. You know, maybe I'll get my fix of He-Man in this. But um, the series is okay. The series is okay. I like the art and the um, animation, and you know. But um, yeah, as we all know, it's it's definitely. Uh, forced female heavy. Just like a lot of stuff now. So knowing that in the back of your mind is it, it's very irritating. But other than that, I mean if, if I was, was a guy coming into this, I would probably give it like a four, four out of five woos. Like if I didn't know nothing about E Man, I would give it four out of five woos. I would. Just like, oh you know, baby, bad. You know don't people that didn't grow up with them you know, don't and, and they don't get it, but for the fans, it's like, yo, Die Hard, yo, it's like He Man, yo, He Man is back, and then all you keep seeing him is in memories and reflections and in, you know, illusions, and he gets killed once and then possibly killed twice. It's just like, yeah. Eh. This Calipor turned into uh, Super Shredder at the end, using the uh, power sword itself, so, whatever, man. I, I, Whenever the second season comes, I'm willing to check it out. I really am. Hopefully it overgame itself. You know what I mean? Just because the character gets killed, I mean, it's not going to be good. Like, I like Transformers. You know? Um, I know they eventually brought back Prime, you know, after they killed him. But I still enjoyed Hot Rod and, you know, that, that season with Galvatron. and all. I still enjoyed it. Not as much as I enjoyed it, though, with Prime. So, you know, they brought back Prime to help save the series, but, you know, um, I think they're definitely going to have to do this to uh, bring back, uh, they're going to have to bring back He-Man to save the series. They are. I know they're getting a lot of backlash, there's nothing wrong with trying new things, but um, there's also, you know, you can kind of straddle the line with trying new things, you know, not out without going too far left, you know, no pun intended, without going too far left. You can straddle the line and still make things really good without going too far and, you know, subverting expectations. Like, you know, the last Jedi did, you know, just (sighs) post comments down below, let me know what you thought. If you enjoyed my review of I mean as of
0: I uh, kind of didn't enjoy his review, but this shows what I've always been saying. The people who are complaining really don't know the, the history of He-Man and Masters of the Universe. What they're basing it on is what they saw in Filmation. Some people got to remember, the toys came out before the cartoon. There was a comic book done, and Prince Adam wasn't in the comic book. He-Man was a barbarian. So, a lot of people who are complaining—they probably think they know a lot, but hey, masters juniors with a comic book. And if you really want to to get like, a little bit of backstory, go to there's a the Battle for Eternity, There's a, a, a mega comic book by DC. If you read that, then you'll um, you'll probably get more acclimated to it. Um this is Ninjas of Another Ninjas of Another Color podcast. Read us, review us at Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. Uh give us uh four stars. Even five stars. Five stars would be better cuz we we love that you give us five stars. Um this is what I'm talking about and another thing the reason why uh, th- that this incarnation is kinda not good because of the transformation also before I forget if you notice how the sword got split in two that was originally in the comic book but it's also a scheme from Black Star. All right, kids. Google Black Star. Come back and check it out. All right, the transformations of He-Man and She-Ra, Check us
2: out. By the power of Grayskull.
0: a new He-Man and the new Shira. Don't get it. Uh, it's good for some of y'all, but it's not good for me. Check this out. By the power of Grayskulls!
1: Let's move,
2: cat.
0: Call me a homer, but guess what? Can't beat the original. Cannot beat the original. No matter what you say, no matter what happens, you cannot beat the original. All uh, right, we're gonna make a poll on our Facebook account. Which one do you like? Uh, the 2000s or the original? Uh, and uh, our Facebook page is Ninjas of Another Color Podcast. Uh, sorry, Ninjas of Another Color. You can search it, search it, and you'll find it. You'll see the same, the uh, same um, picture as the, as the um, as the podcast, and I'm gonna vote for the '80s, but you never know, you never know. All right, moving on to our main story tonight. Our main story is there has been move- movement. Texas and Oklahoma has been accepted to the SEC. They're moving to the SEC at the latest of 2025, but they can buy themselves out uh, to do next year, and they're going to buy themselves out. As much as boosts as both schools have, yes, they're going to buy themselves out. And, And I just saw today that Clemson and FSU, I don't know how true it is, that they want to get into the SEC network Um, I don't think it's a good idea but hey it's whatever alright we're gonna hear some scenarios about realignment college realignment check it out
6: wild realignment scenarios okay uh, and again, slash 6 com open mic uh, is on Thursday, karaoke Wednesday, Ty Wynn, the headliner this weekend, uh, so go ahead and see him, I'm there August 6th and 7th, so come see me. Uh, all right, uh, top five wild realignment scenarios, and I'll just preface this why, number five is kind of on its own, and numbers four and three and two and one are together, guys. They're kind of packaged. All right, number five, the Big 12 merges with the Pac-12s, a former 20-team Super League.
5: How do you feel about that? No. No? Not in any way. Don't like it. Do you either don't or are you saying no, it's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Like I mean, right now, any of the remaining teams in the Big 12 would be thrilled to be attached to a Power 5 conference, since they are about to not be one if they're not careful. Yeah, I think the Big 12 schools would, would do this in, in two seconds, most likely, as long as, you know, revenues and all that were equal. But, yeah, seems very unlikely. I'd still think the Pac-12 would have a bit of an issue with uh, Baylor's religious affiliation, if not TCU's as well. Uh, I think that would come into play, Uh, politics would come into play, and and, yeah, I just don't see the Pac-12 being willing to do that. So West
6: Virginia is going to go from... East coast, oh, well, there's that coast yeah, exactly. Mountain time in Pacific, time. exactly. exactly. Yeah, that would also be a headache, color for and the players. For football, no one cares. It's yeah, one right. flight, it's once, it's you know, a few times a year. The problem comes to when you're playing baseball and softball and volleyball and yeah. on track uh-huh. and tennis and all that. It becomes a, a real problem. All right, number four, Baylor in West Virginia to the ACC. No name stays independent. If the ACC wants either one of them, which we don't know, but yeah. th- that, I, I would, if, if I'm Mac Rhodes and that call came in today, you don't just say yes. I know you say, oh, yeah, you do. No, but that, to me, is very interesting and enticing, and Notre Dame staying independent. Well, I think
5: they're going to do that no matter what. I think they're going to do that until their hand is absolutely 100% forced. See, I, this just makes me believe that there is no way that Grant of rights stays in, in in the way that it is now because uh, we've already had five scenarios where somebody says, Hey, would you like Baylor to, to go to this? And automatically, yep, yep, as soon as they get a phone call. And I have no doubts that every other fan base, all seven others in the Big 12 feel the same way. So we're, we're certainly a good thing we're not in charge of keeping things together to get that big buyout from Texas and Oklahoma because the fans would have already split this conference eight different ways. Yeah. I'll just tell you, you know, I'm, I'm such a cynic, Craig, that I, if I was in charge of the Big 12 offices,
6: I'd be like, go to the liquor store, ask them for boxes. They always have You yeah. know, yeah. pack up the
5: office. Like, that That might have been my, my mindset. I just, I don't know that Baylor and West Virginia bring enough to make it worth it for uh, the ACC. I think that they could both fit in really nicely. I do think that Notre Dame will stay independent. Yeah. Number three, Texas
6: Tech, TCU, Kansas State, and BYU, uh, if that would happen, would go to the Pac-12. Well, why would BYU not be in the Pac-12 already? Well, again, that's a good point. But but they don't like religious point. schools. Yeah, getting to 16, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to get them to 16. Okay.
5: Yeah, uh,
6: that's just kind of a.
5: Yeah, I don't think BYU obviously would, would make the cut there with the Pac-12. I mean, they, they could have done that a long time ago if that. They, they also have their own TV yeah. there. I mean, this thing too is like you know everybody's talking about Notre Dame needs to do this. And Notre Dame's like, no, we don't. And then everybody thinks well, BYU should just go join the Big Twelve. I'm sure the BYU has interest. I know they do from the last round of this. But at the same time, like they don't need to be any rush either. They're set more yeah. so
6: than a lot that of. Most of BYU's teams.
5: I TCU, but not Baylor. Well, because
6: yeah. I was. I, I was you okay. didn't pay attention to me. You you get it. You get the merit. I said four and three are tied together, and two and one are tied okay. together. All right. Okay. Well E B- minus for today so far, Smokey. You can react. I, I, I was uh, a dean's list guy. I you know if we had a chalkboard, you have a frowny face right now. You wouldn't get cookies after recess. All, okay. right. <laughs> All right. Number <laughs> number two. Okay. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and can- no, I'm Sorry. Oklahoma State and Kansas to the Big Ten together. Now this is a different scenario. I so just, these aren't tied in together. We're kind of tied in together, but yeah. The, so yeah, there you go. But yeah, So here, Oklahoma State and Kansas, not not Iowa State in
5: Kansas. Yeah, uh, I hadn't thought about Oklahoma State in the Big Ten all that much, honestly. Um, I don't know about the AAU thing and all that stuff either right, with Oklahoma State. Uh, Nor does it really matter. But I don't know that the Big Ten's all that interested in even Kansas. I mean, I understand the basketball thing, but how about the rest of it? The rest of it kind of sucks. I mean, it really does. There's not a whole lot to write home about. We know about the football program. They're in a mess of messes right now as far as just the top of the, the leadership and what's gone on there. And Not still in- to mention there are dumpster fire problems that they're dealing with, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, like, they're dealing with dumpster fires all over the place. So... Uh, I don't know that that would prevent the Big Ten if the Big Ten was legitimately interested, but I just don't know how interested they really are. Everybody's kind of assuming they're going to be the next to just jump up and go grab teams, and it seems to me that they're more interested in this Pac-12 scheduling thing or something along those lines, more so than adding two teams who, okay, Kansas and basketball will bring a little bit of money, but how much are they really bringing? Are they going to make the Big Ten teams, if they expand, actually make less money? Because there's a good chance of that. And in that case, then what's the point of adding those two teams if you don't well, know? Well, I Oklahoma is, and Texas, Oklahoma State has the third highest level of eyeballs that watch their football team among the
6: Big 12. And, and the thing about it though, is it's the a drop-off, but they're yeah. third. But if you, if you look at it when you're trying to renegotiate, what the SEC will be able to renegotiate is they'll be able to get everybody more money by adding teams, there won't be a, 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 you know, it's not like less money where you have the same pie. They're growing their pie. Everybody's going to get a bigger slice of a bigger pie. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case with some of these schools. Yeah, basically they're, they're, uh, how would you phrase the pie
5: thing? Bigger slice and bigger pie. Yeah, well, their slices of pie, the SEC, are filled with the, the goodies inside. They're filled with, you know, whatever your your topping is or your, your flavor filling is, uh, whereas adding Oklahoma State and Kansas to the Big Ten, it's kind of like getting pie that has no it's taste just, to it. The, you know? the SEC's a pinata with a bunch yeah. of yummy. All right. And number one that would uh, go in this scenario would, really? be banned,
6: would be, listen, this is again Notre Dame just deciding that they have to get in the league. Uh, Notre Dame banned West Virginia, Iowa State to the ACC for 18-team league. Does that do
5: anything for you? Kind of feel the same way about what I just said as far as the Big Ten and whether it would lower the actual money being made by the schools already in place. I I don't know the logistics of, of what this would do. But man, I just I just don't see a lot of the appeal. There's nobody left that's gonna go make any conference that much better right away. See, part of the reason I did this top five today was because I wanted
6: your opinions on this because I you, you hear all these scenarios. And so I took all these scenarios, essentially these aren't from my brain, these are from the internet. And let's put them I hope your, that's not your brain. Yeah, no. But let's let's put them into practice and, and like Look at them practically, and again, there's holes in all of it. Yeah. Which makes this
5: so much more confusing. And which makes the move by the SEC that much more brilliant. I mean, they made the ultimate move. The only thing they could have done that would have been, I don't know if it would have been bigger, but would have been on the level and, and maybe it's had they would have been going to pulling Ohio State and Michigan out of the Big Ten. Or Clemson-Florida State out of the ACC. I mean, that, that was a big boy, big you-know-what move by uh, the SEC. And... Um, you know, they, they not only were already the best conference, and then they added the best possible duo they could, not named uh, on the same level as Ohio State, Michigan, et cetera. But now they left, you know, they left everybody else uh, not only running around with their heads cut off, but with a, not really a whole lot else to offer when you yeah. think about it. I mean, who's out There's no your Texas out there. Uh, there's brands that have value. There's brands that have positives. But all of them, you know, to your point, have negatives as well. Yeah. Well.
0: I think it's they're real I need to get more money so that's what they did they set it up where they can get more money um, the next clip gives you a great explanation it's my one of my favorite podcasts is Dan Lametard and John Skipper is explaining when he was at um, ESPN what Texas and OU joined ACC I mean the SEC means
3: the news is breaking now that Texas and Oklahoma have told the SEC, hey, we're coming. We are on our way, and we're fortunate here at Metal Arc Media. Our CEO started the Longhorn Network, the SEC Network, the ACC Network, and so he could walk us through the business of some of what it is that's happening here. What's he doing with us? It is a little bit curious. John Skipper is with us. So tell us what it is that's happening here. This is just a money grab, right? We've just realized that greed at the highest end right now is Texas and Oklahoma saying, never mind about the history and tradition or anything. we got to go over there in that conference where they're splitting up a bunch of money that we don't get to split up over here.
8: Uh, well, that is essentially correct. It's long ago gone away that anybody cares about geography or even really cares about rivalries right I mean when Texas A&M fled to the SEC they left behind their greatest rivalry because they wanted to get at the SEC money this is just about trying to stay at the top of college football college football drives enormous amount of contributions from alums it drives prestige it drives admission it's really what drives the media rights deals is college football and right now Texas which has one of the great brands even though as uh, Jessica pointed out yesterday it's been quite a while since they won anything it's still arguably the biggest brand in football it was a moment in time back in like 2010 11 where Texas was at the center of all college football right they were responsible for holding the Big 12 together or they could have gone to the Big 10 which was trying to get them, or they could have gone to the Pac-12 where there was a plan to create a Pac-16 and a super conference. And the Longhorn Network is what kept them in the Big 12 and kept
9: the Big 12 together. And you built that Longhorn Network. I'm, I'm just sort of curious because you had this network that was bidding on the rights, but you also had a journalistic arm that was reporting on these details. I imagine when they're greasing the rails to leave, they're reaching out to a television partner. So you're hearing about it kind of first, and you have to report on that, and that's kind of an interesting position that you're in.
8: It is an interesting position uh, potential conflict you're dead on. And we handle it by keeping everybody except for me. Uh, The programming guys worried about trying to buy the rights. Uh, The business guys tried to worry about making sure we still made the money. And at that instance, we decided that, well, by the way, Texas had decided to do a network. We didn't give them the idea. But we knew that if we did the network, we could entice them to stay in the Big 12, keep them together. That was important to us. We already had a Pac-12 deal, but the Fox was ascendant in the Pac-12. And we didn't want to see Texas go to the Pac-12.
3: Can you explain to us the dollars we're talking about here? Why is it you were explaining to us yesterday in the other room how many more millions are available here to Oklahoma and Texas now with this partnership than would be available to them otherwise? Well, ultimately,
8: it's easily $20 million, $30 million, $40 million. The gap will keep getting bigger because of the SEC network, which makes a lot of money because of the new. ESPN deal for the CBS game, which they paid over $300 million for. I can almost do the math. If there were 15 teams, not 16, that's $20 million per team. Eventually, Texas will get into that money.
3: $300 million for a game. The for Saturday a game. afternoon game. $300 right? million yes. for one game. Compare that to where they were.
8: Well, at one point, the let's see, the entire television deal for the Pac-12 right now, or the Big Ten, is about $300 million.
3: So that's for one game you're wow. talking about.
8: Yeah. That's yeah. that's why this well, is happening, right? Yeah, that's the big 330 CBS game, which does as good a ratings as Thursday night NFL. Right? They're doing seven, eight, nine.
9: Yeah. And as absurd as it sounds like, it seems so ESPN got a crazy good deal, because now Texas and Oklahoma come to the network
8: is there any chances I, I, doubt that all, I doubt that all of that is unrelated. <laughs> I would not assume that this is just happening that one day the Texas and Oklahoma guys <laughs> woke up. I would guess that it's a a logical sequence of events that they're, now the ESPN has all of the SEC. Now they bring Texas and Oklahoma in. Think of all the good games you get. Yeah. Just think about Oklahoma and Auburn and Texas and and, and the potential
9: op- postseason door that's right. been opened up with two separate conferences, a possible semifinal. $55 million is what CBS used to pay for that package, Dan.
5: But they get the
6: best of the SEC matchups, which is incredible when you consider the teams that we were just discussing.
8: But the Big 12 is done, John. So does that, does that even matter in the grand scheme of things? Um, it certainly matters to Kansas State and right. Iowa State and those teams who now have to figure out what to do doesn't matter. I mean, there's tradition, but tradition's already been thrown away, right? Yes. So the Big 12 tradition is Frank Broyles and Daryl Royal and Texas, Arkansas. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. But all it exists now is, can I get to the top of the pyramid? The Big 10 is there, the SEC is there, the ACC and Pac-12 will try to keep up. The Big 12 feels like it'll be a scramble now for who can find a home where.
10: And I think a lot of people think that the other conferences will also be scrambling now to try to consolidate either some of the Big 12 teams that are remaining or even AAC teams or a group of five teams that might make them a bigger super conference because it sounds like the way this is going is that in a few years there might just be four super conferences, which was like this whole thing that's been around, kind of floating around in the ether for a while for college football fans and Texas and Oklahoma kind of just started it, kind of saw into the future
8: a little bit. Well, there do, there is some logic to having four 16-team conferences. It adds up to 64. Uh, there's a lot of impediments to it still, right? You'd like to start with a white sheet of paper and take the top 64 teams, but you can't, right? You've got some teams that are in there that that are odd fits. Rutgers. Uh, we Rutger, yeah. Rutgers <laughs> clearly
9: Rutgers. Oh, no. is an interesting <laughs> fit. <laughs> Big uh-huh. time with Siltavia the, uh, the, um, the recruiting. Uh, pipeline that opened up there. But from a prestige factor, you look at what's left of the Big 12, you'd probably say Kansas is one of the more appealing programs because of the basketball program. Uh, Does basketball matter at all when it it comes to dollars and cents here?
8: With dollars and cents, basketball is about one-fifth, right? You're doing those conference deals into about 80% football, 20% basketball, with the possible exception of the ACC, where maybe it's more 65-35. The ACC will be fine. Oddly enough, they wouldn't be a bad home for Kansas, though geographically it's crazy, though it does bring in another state for the, for the conference network, and that has to be kept in mind. Why
9: does that matter? Because people point out with Oklahoma
8: that that's a big deal. Because if you add a college from a state you're already in, you don't get any more distributor fees, right? They add Texas. If already had Texas A&M, there's no new money from the state of Texas. They add Oklahoma. Oklahoma, uh, they now have to pay distribution fee in Oklahoma. If the ACC added Kansas, you'd have to add Kansas. And by the way, even with r- fairly small populations, it's still a lot of money uh, for those networks, which all are above a dollar, so a dollar for every good citizen of the state who has a pay TV sub, which is declining, but still a lot of people. Uh, the other place for Kansas, of course, is to go to um, Big Ten, and it would make no difference for their football, uh, they would lose the same amount of games they lose now. The harder part, too, is the schools can't kick anybody out, right? Now, that would be the ultimate sort of difficulty, which is, G is... I, I'm not even going to say names. You, can we kick, can say. we
3: kick out... Uh, are you talking about, like, in the SEC? You're talking about... Can we? Vanderbilt's Bandy. bringing Bandy. up that GPA...
9: Bandy.
8: By itself. Uh, That's why Vandy is there.
10: I don't know. Clark we also.
8: They, they, they are. Something. I had a son who went to Vanderbilt. I must tell you, it was not always pleasant to look into the Vanderbilt Stadium and see it full of Alabama fans.
3: But what's to keep, what is legitimately to keep the SEC from saying, you know what, get out of here, Vanderbilt, we want it's, Ohio State?
8: Nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good question. They should do it. I think there may be some <laughs> governance things. I'm not sure they could do it without everybody agreeing. The schools agreeing. It's an issue phenomenon which I don't think has ever happened.
10: I I also don't think that schools can or conferences can recruit schools to join them. I think the schools have to initiate Move because that's kind of what's happening with the Texas and Oklahoma thing right now. The SEC can't admit. Yeah, but everyone's that we...
3: noticing that this is what's the play
2: here. Right, like no, I understand,
10: it. but but if you're Texas A and M and and your SEC is violating your agreement and going out and recruiting your in-state rival, then you're going to have a problem yeah. with that. But the, te- the SEC can kind of None play
3: of dumb that and say that you kind
10: of play dumb and be like, oh, Texas reached <laughs> out to us and it makes sense, so <laughs> yeah. here, here well, we
8: are. I doubt that Texas A and M has an agreement that they can't bring in another Texas school. This is a lot like dating in high school, right? It's not clear who asked whom when the prom comes around. Uh, you know, usually there's a way for somebody to make sure that Evelyn knows that uh, Billy or Jane wants to take him or her to the prom. Somehow they figure it out. So uh, this, I don't think uh, Texas had to be asked or Texas had to ask. What are the
3: money issues that you think the audience would find interesting here? You have you know you have a knowledge, a working knowledge that we don't have here about the, the money that's involved
8: here and what this play will mean for ten years from now. Well, it just means that the bigger schools are gonna get bigger. It's gonna be harder to intrude into the club. Somebody yesterday said on the air there's fifteen to twenty schools that overwhelmingly uh, dominate college football, it's not, not even that many, right? If you look at the four who get in the playoffs, it's Clemson, it's Alabama, it's and LSU. Notre Dame, yeah. Ohio State. It, it, Notre Dame has to be taken to the slaughter. I know we've got a fan here. Has to be taken to the slaughter every now and they then. They're
10: covered, but yeah. They're, they're, one
8: of the most, they're, they're one of the most interesting players here because they do have the choice. They value, and it's been great for them, their independence. But they do have to be careful that it's not musical chairs. And that everybody doesn't get into a 16-team conference and they're the last one standing. And the ACC, on the other hand, has to worry not to give away the 15th and 16th spot uh, in case Notre Dame became available. It It was one of the benefits of COVID for them is suddenly... Notre Dame was an ACC school for a year.
9: And the TV partners definitely benefited from that, considering how they game the system so Notre Dame could find their way into that championship game. May I ask you a question? Please don't laugh at me, because you mentioned the ACC. Yeah, but you yeah, had Clinton at home. back were undefeated. Oh, so were you. Uh, so, <laughs> how much does academics matter? Because with the ACC... We've, we've read in the past that West Virginia would actually make a lot of sense for them, but they don't meet the academic standard. And this would be a hurdle in maybe making an overture to a UCF, which is actually a really attractive school, not just because their football program has gained notoriety, but they have the biggest alumni base in Florida. It, it's a diamond in the middle of the state right now to be had, but their academic standards aren't
8: ACC standard. It's it's, it's interesting, Mike. I mean, the it matters to some schools, right? doesn't matter to other schools. Uh, Duke and Wake Forest and North Carolina and Virginia are going to want to have that. That was why they, they had a problem with West Virginia last time and uh, didn't want to take them in the Big Ten. You've got Michigan and Ohio State, and they really care. I forget what they're, uh, there's a standard for schools that are in a certain association that the Big Ten is very proud of and has never taken anybody who wasn't in that. Oklahoma, whatever it is, Oklahoma State's not in. Um, and I don't think Baylor's in. So they have a problem. And on the West Coast, Berkeley cares. And, is, uh, you know, UCLA cares and USC cares. Stanford, yeah. Stanford cares. Yeah. Uh, Stanford cares. Can, can the money get to a place where they stop caring? Uh, apparently so, yes. I do believe in almost all matters of the heart, soul, mind, enough money can tend to overcome overcome uh, the, an issue. So is Clemson better off in the ACC?
6: I want every team now moving to the SEC. Or should they consider a move to the SEC?
8: The Clemson should be very happy to be in the ACC. they got an easier path to a football championship, which is what they care about every year. Would do nothing for the SEC they already have a South Carolina school. Right. Now, interestingly enough, a North Carolina school would be very valuable to the SEC because the North Carolina is the ninth largest state in the country. In terms of population, little known fact from a dar-heel. You want your Heel? No, no I did not want No, no,
2: I did not want
8: you Go, no. Yeah. no. Uh, uh, it, it would make the uh, the basketball would become easier. But no, you wouldn't would not. You, you have to be in the same conference as Duke because you got to play them in basketball. <laughs> What's this all going to look like in ten years? Um, it's gonna it's gonna be super conferences, and it's going to be more and more concentration at the top. There is one interesting thing just to create a little fun here which is in fact the basketball tournament is an interesting thing too if you created four 16 team super conferences the basketball conferences play in the ncaa tournament by choice there is nothing that would prevent a breakaway basketball tournament oh wow
10: i think there's also some people who think that this could this four super-conference thing in college football could mean that the, the college football programs break away from the NCAA as well and kind of form a, a minor league college football program I guess with college affiliations
8: I think that's right Jessica and that was why I was sort of suggesting that a one way to gen up a whole bunch more money is gee we're going to have a new basketball tournament and 64 teams works naturally that all 64 teams could come into the tournament one would play 64 so all of the super conference teams would make the tournament and the current tournament with some independents and other conferences would, would fall be, apart would be would, would be irrelevant could, it, it would become the what's what's the second tournament the, the NIC, NIT the NIT, yeah. NIT.
9: the schools just do this at any time could all the florida schools just band together and be like we're going to make a florida conference imagine the tv deal we'd get that way
8: no I, mean, I think that the, the schools have binding agreements that are tied to the TV agreements. So if the SEC agreements through 36 or 35 35, and the ACC agreements through 36, they, they cannot leave without negotiating an exit. Which is one reason that Oklahoma and Texas are moving now is the Big 12 contract is coming up. So it's within the amount of money they can negotiate that they're going to negotiate an exit from the Big 12. So it'll probably happen earlier than 25 or 26.
10: But do any of the schools have a binding agreement with the NCAA as the governing body who gets to give them the rules, but they don't obviously have anything to do with the college football playoff as it is right now?
8: I do not think. I think that the, the uh, NCAA oversight uh, does not have anything that binds the schools to actually do it if they don't want to.
3: Just to be clear, then, John, the reason that this is happening is because the SEC will split up more money, and this will mean for Texas and Oklahoma in the short term, as soon as they join, somewhere between twenty to forty million dollars a year more than they're getting from their conference now. That's there. There's no whatever second place on the reason for doing this is a distant second. That's yeah, the
8: reason. That's correct. I mean, remember the one when. Uh, Maryland actually exposed the numbers, right? The president of Maryland, whose name was Wallace something, I forget what, who previously been a president at Big Ten School, decided to join the Big Ten, and he just said, it's money. The next number of years, we're going to be getting 45. I think they're actually getting 55 now. We're currently getting 25. With that $20 million, we can make a great uh, great new stadium. I'm not sure that's happened. And uh, we'll become a football power. I'm not sure that's happened easier either. But it's just the pressure. It's the pressure to keep up with the with the big schools.
3: Is name, image and license and likeness going to be something
8: that creates more parody or less parody? I think like all instances when things happen there are a few people who think, Oh my gosh, this will be great for the little guy. It's never good for the little guy. It'll be good for the big guys. One of the reasons I suspect it's a minor reason. Texas and Oklahoma are going to have to keep up. There's an Alabama quarterback who's getting a million dollars already to play for Alabama. You're going to get more money in the SEC because they care more about it. Your ratings are higher. With the teams you play, the, the, the athletes are going to get more money. So the an image, image and likeness just drive people back again to Clemson, Alabama. Texas, Oklahoma, etc. Cetera, et cetera.
9: What about the medium to tall guy? Not so much the little guy. Someone that's right around 5'11". Would have gotten to 6' if we're not for a flag in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh-huh.
8: <laughs> like me. Uh-huh. 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 Wait, first of all, there is no such thing as a 5'11 man. Just be real. Uh, there's about after about five nine, everybody's six. <laughs> right? You start at six. I'm six two and 5'8". I think I'm shorter than Mike. But but, yeah, but uh, Mike
3: is living that lie no. with his Miami belt. <laughs> <Maid>. No, no, <laughs> it's not, not true. I believe Mike tells the truth. But
8: I do see a lot of guys who are six four who are yeah. shorter than I am. And I don't Miami, know what the phenomenon that is. Miami didn't
3: get to six, but if there's ever an argument for five
8: twelve, <laughs> it's F-E-S-able.
3: Are we gonna see UCF ever? Ever ever in this playoff? Is UCF ever
8: going to get in this game? I think it's pretty hard, right? It's uh it's like a it's these guys these things are like weird college clubs, you know, skull and bones. You don't quite, you know, getting in uh is a hard thing. I don't think any of these schools want to see another superpower. They don't wanna
9: be in it, damn. You know.
8: They don't want. They like occupying
9: their little piece of real estate. It is oh, if we played, we woulda, we woulda whooped ya. Right. Everyone's so unfair to us. Good, good, yet, good, good any time it comes to scheduling a game, they're like, okay, home, home, and away. Home,
3: home in a way. <laughs> Please stop crucifying no, right, no, That's right. I, I, okay, They fine. prefer the illusion yeah, of hey, maybe funny.
8: they could win it's this. It's the t- only
3: space <laughs> for them based on the way they've just been boxed out by the superpowers all getting together and forming uh, a monopoly.
8: Unfortunately, the ACC has Miami and Florida State, and uh, SEC has University of Florida. Could we see a playoff where every team is from the SEC? I don't think you could. Oh, uh, but uh, you will see a disproportionate number of teams, which, again, you guys talked about yesterday. This does open up the chance that a three-loss team can make it, right, if you get to 12. Yes. And, the, and these things, again, are are intertwined. So you're going to see the playoff happen sooner rather than later with more teams.
3: Is this all the instigation of ESPN? Is this all your fault?
8: <laughs> um. I I'd like to take the fifth. Do I have Do I have uh, <laughs> Do I have uh, rights? I don't know whether my rights apply here on the uh, on freedom.
10: Just say you got hacked, John.
8: Okay. Say so I got hacked. Yes. Okay. Taking the fifth is always a
6: great way to end the segment.
0: <laughs> All right. That is John Skipper, former head of ESPN, giving you a good explanation where money trumps pre- tradition. So. Yep, they're moving to the SEC, and super conferences are close. Yeah, they are. All right, this is engines of Another Color podcast. Rate us, review us, give us five stars on Google, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. This next section is audience participation we are going to judge the best speeches in anime history. Alright I got four. Uh, Two from Dragon Ball Z one from G.I. Joe and one from Attack of the Titans so I think, I think I got another one from um, yeah three from um, DBZ yep all right, we're gonna post a question on our Facebook page, or you can send us an email at ninjas of another color at Google. Give us a response. All right, the first one is from Vegeta. I think he his writing is awesome. Uh, our first entry is this one: best speech in anime history.
6: Don't know why I'm surprised. He has been training for the last
1: seven years straight. Uh, uh, Vegeta. <laughs> What's the matter? Not winning as easily as you thought? I never said it would be easy! You won't be winning at all! <coughs> what, clown? Are you feeling angry, humiliated, as that it? <coughs> Fool! You don't know what humiliation it is! <coughs> <coughs> don't worry, I will teach you its better taste, just as you have taught me. Me, a warrior elite. In my fingertips, I hold the power to destroy entire worlds. I am a saiyan of royal blood, the last of my kind. And on my shoulders rests the glory of an extinct warrior race. Whole civilizations once trembled at the sound of my name, but you didn't, did you, Kakarot? And at your hands, your common hands, my honor and my pride, the foundations upon which I have always stood, began to crumble at my feet. It was at your hands that I suffered my first great humiliation, toppled by a piece of low-level trash. shame when it was you and not me who avenged our people by defeating Frieza. You, who were the first to achieve the pinnacle of our race. The first in a thousand years to take a place among the Super Saiyans of legend. A place that I have been raised to believe was my royal birthright. You come from a strong bloodline. Imagine the disgrace I suffered when the strength I had worked my whole life to acquire was surpassed by a mere child. Your half-breed son succeeded where I, the prince of all Saiyans, had failed. It is time to take back what is mine. I will not live my life as your second. That time is over you take as an assault on my honor but no more Kakarot by my hands you will be cut down inch by inch the way you have cut down my pride
0: yep that is a Vegeta giving a speech our next up our candidate for best speech in anime uh, we have Storm Shadow. Um, This is from the G.I. Joe Resolute Storm
1: Shadow. All games end today. So many years. So many fights. So much hate. I used to tell you that I blamed you for my uncle's death. I only said that because I hoped it might hurt. I used to tell you that it was a matter of honor. That you struck me and vendetta must be observed. But that's a lie. I hate you because he was going to teach you all seven steps of his most secret martial form instead of me. I hate you because he chose you. That's all. I had him killed by a cobra sniper. But you, all I've wanted for years is to kill you myself.
0: Yep. That is Storm Shadow. When he faced Steak Eyes and G.I. Joe's loot. Alright, uh, we will have another yes another entry by Vegeta this is Vegeta versus Goku Black check it out
1: The steak was black, what a steak, it's that stolen body, every muscle, every cell, his body was built from a lifetime of intense battles, but you took it, it's all second hand, you feel the power of say yourselves, but you don't truly understand, because you didn't build it, and you never learn to thing like that clown! Such a huge power gap between us. That's simple. You're an interloper, a sane imposter. And I'm the real thing. The Almighty Prince Vegeta.
0: Yep, Vegeta. Prince Vegeta that's that's great writing all right this is our top five speeches in anime next up attack on Titan check it out
1: help me out here Beartold your nerves are shot you don't know what you're saying Uh, yeah it's the battle fatigue talking it's okay you're okay you really WERE the Armored Titan, what's the endgame here? We wouldn't be having this conversation in the first place. What'd you expect me to do? Say yes? Let myself be kidnapped just because you asked politely? Right. Not thinking straight, am I? barely know what I'm saying here. Must have gone off the deep end. Come on, let's go. Damned if I know what's right anymore. Who cares? It is what it is. No choice but to face what I've done. As a warrior. No road left but the one that leads to the end. Right now? Here? We're doing this? Yes. Right here. Once it's wrong! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: final entry. You guessed it. The Prince of All Sins. Check it out.
6: Tell me Vegeta, with that stamp on your head I know bobby has been giving you orders. Is this one of them? Are you trying to fight me because of him? Or is this the same old story between you and me? Which one?
1: Does it really matter? Not to you Gohan, but to a warrior it matters greatly. You know this is well as I do, Gakarot. In a day you'll be back to the dead, and I will not miss this opportunity! Who are you people? Don't you see the universe matters more than your meaningless squabble? <laughs> meaningless, huh? Uh? What do you know of meaningless? <laughs> Most of your life ruled by another! Watch your race dwindle to a handful! And then, tell me what has more meaning than your own strength! have in me the blood of a saiyan prince, he is nothing but a joke! Yet I've had to watch him surpass me in strength! My destiny, thrown to the wayside! He's... he's even saved my life as if I were a helpless child! He has stolen my honor! And
0: his debts must be paid. Yep, those are five. Uh, go to our website on Facebook, Ninja of Another Color at Facebook, IG, or send us an email at gmail.com. Uh, this is ninjas of Another Color podcast. Uh, today, August 2nd, we talked about the Atlanta Braves who are currently four games out of first place but they are not playing tonight in the Mets are so most likely tomorrow they'll be five talked about uh, tradition over money the bad batch episode 14 uh mass of the universe revelation uh flash i guess we talked about flash we talked about the gi joe review and That's it for us today. We will be back next week. Until then, this is your host, Dwayne Olley. Check us out next week.
4: rescued by the tiny Trombet people. In turn, he joins their fight for freedom against the cruel Overlord, who rules by the might of the Power Star. The Power Star is split into the Power Sword and the Star Sword. And so, with Star Sword in hand, White Star, together with his allies, sets out to save the planet Sagar.
2: This is his destiny.
4: I am John Blackstar.